live from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Welcome to the Eggman Radio Addiction. And now stepping up to the microphone, the living radio legend, the Eggman, Ron James. You know, I don't, I don't think a lot of people keep track of um, what Elon Musk is doing, you know, say, or not keeping track of it, or even like, I just don't think uh, he's followed. It's kind of like Trump, you know, Trump was followed by his followers, but uh, young people didn't know what he was up to, the uh, left-wing uh, squeezies. They had no idea what's really going on, and, and I'll tell you what, man, I think this um, Elon Musk thing really does cross into their world you know that liberal world if you think about it the way he irritates the left-wing media and their fuck buddy cohorts the news media it's pathetic man it's just pathetic but elon musk there's just there's something about what he's doing, man. It's, it has a, a revolutionary feel to it. You know, like coming after the January 6th thing, you know. And it all seems really fake when you watch the news and you watch Joe Biden coming out and you see people all standing around him and they have papers and they're rough rifling through them. And then you look at his uh, secretary of uh, the press, press secretary that... Uh, the little black girl, the lesbian black girl. When she fits every box, she checked every box to get in there. Wow. Black, young, pretty, and uh, gay. And, uh, man, check those boxes. I wouldn't mind checking that box. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Where's my drum roll? <laughs> I'm too lazy to put together a bunch of sound effects. I have to press another button. It's like way over there. That button? No, man. I'm retired, man. Can't get over there. Do, 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 do. God, I'm looking so forward to my hip surgery. Just get my ramblings here in the beginning of the show as we kind of pull it together on this. So, Wednesday, uh, November 30th. Oh, by the way, the email radioaddiction at mail.com. Radioaddiction at mail.com. You get me there. You hit me up there. And I promise you, I will let you get in touch with me personally. Uh, somehow, somewhere. If I meet up, we meet up. If you're close by. Uh, fly in. I fly there. I don't care. You know, put a hair up my ass and uh, cause me to do something. But yeah, in interesting emails. And uh, contact information. Phone numbers. All that kind of stuff. You really want to talk to me. I need to be able to conveniently call you on your phone when I can. You know what I'm saying? And that uh, increases your chances. And then we'll discuss what you want to discuss on this show. And if you are qualified to be a guest on this show, then, you know, and that doesn't, you know, anybody can be a guest on this show. In fact, I'm, I'm really thinking about interviewing some just some average people that I meet during the course of the day, you know? Sit them down just to find out. Because you always find out interesting stuff about the person. And even if it's BS and they're completely psychotic, it's still going to be a good story. It's going to be funny. I'm all over the place, man. Come on, focus. Squirrel, squirrel, my wife would say. <laughs> she knows, man. I'll just do snapper fingers, man. What? 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 
totally forget everything I was working on. Just done. I mean, I got to go back and regroup completely and start over again. Bitching the whole time. And everybody else. It's everybody else's fault. <laughs> the fact that I'm getting old and I don't know what the fuck is going on sometimes. It, it's your fault. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going there. Hope I go out some way else, some other way. Do, 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 do. So Elon Musk is just really pissing off. You know, and he really holds and wears that asshole, son of a bitch, don't fuck with me, smart, and he's got the money behind him to buy something like Twitter and really change this country. That's a very big deal. Just the fact that he owns it and the timing of it. And by the time the 2024 election comes around, if he has Twitter ramped up the way I'm sure he's got it planned to ramp it up, I mean, it's probably going to be pretty much a propaganda machine for the right, okay, for us, for people that want to vote against all this liberal-ass bullshit. And I may change, too. Some guy might come in here and fuck me, and, you know, and I'll be out there, you know. Hey, give me more free stuff. <laughs> They'll edit that out. No, they won't. <laughs> I leave everything in. Very few things. Somebody comes to me and says, hey, man, we should edit that one part out, you know. And I'm like, fuck you. So what? I'm supposed to be an idiot. What do I say? Take a satirical look at stuff. Yeah. And also today, um, other than uh, fuck buddies going nuts over twit, tweets, tweets, crypto curse. This is interesting. Three dead from a strange curse. Man, let me look at this weather. I need to be aware of it, so I don't care if you want to hear it or not. This is the uh, Piedmont Triad in North Carolina. Look it up if you are uh, going, what the fuck? He's telling us what the weather is. And you, when you hear this, it's probably going to be a week behind anyway. So if you want to listen to it just for my voice, listen to the sound of my voice. Relax and breathe. I should do that, right, for a show. I should do a uh, Buddhist meditation show. And teach you all how to breathe properly. But it really helps in broadcasting, too. I wish I would have had. I wish I would have had. Trying to talk. <laughs> Lazy mouth. Man. So you got to exercise your mouth. That's something you tell somebody who's just getting into radio. You know, it's like, yeah, you need to do your mouth. Your mouth exercises. And they're like, what? No, no, no. I don't want you to get under the table. <laughs> Ah, the ramblings of a crazy old man. Eggman Radio Addiction Program. Hope you're enjoying my ridiculousness. Uh, we'll be back. I think. Maybe. I'll fall off this chair. Forbes Magazine selected Corona Cigar Company as the best of the web. And Cigar Aficionado Magazine described Corona Cigar Company as the largest best stock cigar shops in America. Here's the founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borsowitz. 
We created Corona Cigar Company's retail stores and cigar bars so you and your friends could relax and enjoy the ultimate cigar experience. And we've created our website so you can shop online as well. It's easy to remember, coronacigar.com. We feature thousands of name brand cigars and accessories at discount prices. Check out our exclusive line of cigars, including Avo Lounge, CAOS Caparate, Cielo, Florida Cielo, Cost Cutter Bundles, Ranchero, and Corona Nicaraguan Cigars, just to name a few. And your satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Be sure and join our email list for the latest cigar deals and event info. It's the best spam on the web. So save time and money and visit coronacigar.com. I think I left the mic on and I was clearing my throat. Oh, shit. Sorry about that. I didn't hit the, uh, it's called a, um, a cough button, as in <coughs> cough button. And uh, when you tell somebody, it's just getting a radio, by the way, that button right there, that's your cough button. But it really doesn't do anything about your cough. You know, people think they're going to hit the button, there's going to be a bottle of some kind of spray come out and <laughs> doctor comes walking in the studio. No, 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 it's not like that. All it does is kill the mic. A momentary switch, very silent switch you just press, and it instantaneously kills the mic. You can do it for all kinds of things, clearing your throat, scratching your nuts, whatever. Uh, you don't need to do that for that. But On TV, they don't have anything like that for TV, though. They go to another scene, you know. It's, oh, take it, Jack. Uh, over to Jack, yeah. Mm, dum, 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 dum. Oh, third uh, crypto boss dies after Russian billionaire's helicopter crashes. Okay, this is some cool stuff. Uh, the curse of the crypto. The crypto curse. There you go. I'm coining the phrase right here. The crypto curse. This uh, Russian billionaire has become the third crypto cryptocurrency trader to die suddenly in recent, recent weeks. The 53-year-old founder of trading and investing platform Libertex died after his helicopter mysteriously crashed in a resort town near Mexico. So, uh, interesting. And then, to tie it in, there were other crashes and other things happened to other guys, two other guys. I am looking right now at um, some pictures of them. Pictures of the helicopter crash. And it looks like everybody had an accident. That the curse is not like a disease or something like that. It's just a bad luck curse on these um, heads of crypto. Which I never even, I never invested in any of it. Everybody said, oh, you're stupid, man. You're missing out. Okay. I see all these people losing their ass in it, too. Just like a pyramid scheme, it seems like. You know, people got in. There was some money coming, you know, down the line. Falls apart at the top. Eventually, the bottom of the pyramid is done. There nothing being fed to everybody down there at the bottom rung with their hand out. So, you know, are they going to survive? If they survive something big like this, they might be locked in for life. If they have, if they can, you know, can keep it going 
because they have built up a lot of credibility, you know, with using those funds, you know, for houses and things like that, you know, to be able to move money around like that, to move your, you know, your cryptocurrency around like that. It's pretty cool in that respect. I get it. But uh, not for me. So, yeah, these guys are dead, man. The uh, crypto curse. Oath Keepers found guilty. What do you know about the Oath Keepers? It's radioaddiction at mail.com. Radioaddiction at mail.com. If you know anybody that's uh, in the Oath Keepers or part of the Oath Keepers, I'd be interested to know. Maybe do an anonymous interview. I'd like to talk to uh, one of the guys. I'll be very respectful. Because I don't disagree with a lot of things. They, uh, some things, you know, of course, can be on the fringe. But you always have that fringe part of something that uh, you got to trim off. You know? Every piece of meat has a fat, you know, somewhere. Got to trim it off. Trim the fat off of it and then present it. <laughs> Not like this show. All the fat is here. Me uh, aimlessly uh, looking through an article and not wanting to give it to you because it's just a bunch of BS. And, and, and almost all this stuff is. Now, the Oath Keeper thing is uh, that guy, I think his name is Rhodes. He was found guilty of the uh, January 6th uh, seditious conspiracy, I guess is what they uh, got him for. Seditious conspiracy. He looks suspicious. Nah, that's not right. You're not supposed to judge. Oathkeeper's founder, Stuart Rhodes, was convicted yesterday of seditious conspiracy for a violent plot to overturn President Joe Biden's election, handing the Justice Department a major victory in its massive prosecution of the January 6, 2021 insurrection. Now, how do you argue that? I don't think you argue that. I really don't. I think it is what it is. I'm pretty sure that's going to be argued by the right. That's a tricky one to take a hold of. You know, because you're talking about their intentions. And, you know, if you can prove their intentions, which is all you got. Like, I don't know how much actual time he's going to get. I guess he hasn't been... Uh, I don't think he's been uh, sentenced yet. They could drop him. They could drop him hard. I mean, it's pretty heavy duty to be... These guys are in history books. I mean, they have made history. I mean, no matter what, they've made history, whether it be good or bad. And, uh... <laughs> man, oh man. You think, I mean, it's like, okay... So you did take over Nancy Pelosi's office or, you know, and you did kill the vice president, uh, Pence, and da-da-da-da, uh, you know. I mean, what do you, what do you, you know, what happens, man? What are you guys going to do? You guys have the, uh, you know, it looks good. You, know, you think you can run it, but you think you can take hold of the ship? Take hold of the rudder and uh, take over the, uh, what's it called, the yoke? Right on a boat, a boat has a yoke, right? Like an airplane has a yoke, not a steering wheel. Uh, I don't know. Stop with the yoke, okay? We'll be back. Hey, you,
Eggman, radio addiction at mail.com. Do not touch it. Back in the old days when you had radio, I used to say that, you know, and I used to say don't touch it. You know, the dial. November 1802. John Jameson found himself stranded in the unforgiving forest of Karna with an injured horse, a cart of his famous whiskey, and a pack of wolves even less forgiving than the aforementioned forest. Smoke billowed from the beast's nostrils as they closed in. Jameson was reluctant, but with his whiskey threatened, he had no choice. He took his dagger and plunged it right into a Kilkenny apple, using the slices to train that pack of wolves into a world-class dog sled team. The whiskey was saved, his horse recovered nicely, and Jameson even made it home in time for a lamb dinner. Where have you been? Your dinner's cold. But just as he feared, his wife saw the wolves and insisted they keep them. Old Jameson could be seen walking those wolves around Dublin for the rest of his days. Even though she'd promised they'd be her responsibility. Today's adventure brought to you by Jameson Irish Whiskey. Taste above all else. Taste responsibly. 40% alcohol by volume. Imported by the John Jameson Import Company. Purchased New York. Eggman Radio Addiction Program. I am your host, the living radio legend, Eggman, Ronnie James. All right, uh, when VIP... Now, you know, a lot of, not a lot of people get to experience real VIP service, you know, real VIP. Like when you have access to everything and everybody backstage at a rock concert slash reggae concert slash event of any kind. You know, you are cleared security. And there's levels of VIP-ness, okay? Levels of VIP-ness. And um, they usually do it with, a, a you know, an armband of some kind or a tattoo, you know, a sticker, you know. And, uh, and it indicates the level of VIP. And what that tells the security guy, you hold your hand up and he sees the band of, say, red on your arm. He knows right away. That red means you have access to these things, da 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 da. And if you're not, you know, if you're violating that and you're outside of that realm, they're going to tell you, please, uh, you're only a red. <laughs> so it's very class-ish, and um, you have to, uh, yeah. It's just, but that's just the way it is. Now you get, if you've ever experienced the highest end of VIP, this is what when I saw this article. When it says when VIP is not good enough, try the new VVIP. I immediately had to uh, turn to that because it just that sounds interesting to me. Something better than VIP because real VIP is pretty damn good. If you've ever actually been in that situation where you have what they say full access, stage access is the highest level. Stage access, in other words. You could just go running up on the stage in the middle of the show, grab a microphone, and do your thing, you know, and they eventually come and get you, but you get your shot. So, you know, because you're already, you're past security. You are, you know, you're, you're way past, and you're standing literally. I, you know, when you have that kind of VIP, I've had it many times, where you almost get bored. You have so much access to walk around, and there's hardly anybody back there. It's not like everybody has that kind of access. 
and literally the famous persons, all their dressing rooms are right there. Uh, you can just walk in and say hi. Uh, you know, you knock first. You don't want to catch anybody dressing. Sometimes you might want to. But um, so that this 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 thing about VVIP. And let's see if I can get on here. Let's see. I just don't want to give you a bunch of stuff that I've already meandered about here without even looking at the article. I'm really just interested in what the, what the, uh, here it is. Okay. Here's what's available now. There is something even better than VIP entrance. The VIP, the VVIP entrance. Is that all this is about is a fucking entrance? Not that it's available or even fully visible to you, flanked by barriers and cut off from the normal road system at uh, that's VVIP entrance. There's a sweeping thoroughfare on which the most important fans, starting with Cutter's Emir, who arrives by helicopter with his entourage and then hops into a Mercedes and they're chauffeured directly into the, okay, Enclave. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that's some... Pretty cool service to have that. Usually, they have VIP parking as well, and it's usually inside of the gate, which is pretty cool. You know, they have a big area for everybody to park, you know, up against the fence, and it's separated from everybody. You know, and the only way to get in there is through security. So there's a parking lot for just the uh, VIP, just for people. And it's, like I said, it's, it's pretty secure. Um... So this uh, VVIP, I thought it was going to be something really crazy. You know, oh, we, you get to sit in the uh, star's bathroom or something and talk to them. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you have any more access than what I was talking about, stage access. You know, where you just, uh, you have a run of the place. You're talking to the stage manager. You know, you're going out, you're telling the uh, mixing guy, hey, go adjust his uh, bass a little bit and uh, tweak his vocals. No, you don't do that. Don't do that, whatever you do. Maybe to fuck with somebody. You got to run on the board. You go up and start telling them what to do. Hey, man, you, you really need to adjust his uh, vocals a little bit, a little bit down there, and a little more to the left. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, I think that, um, yeah, you can drink in the stadium, I said. Even though you can't have beer, I saw somewhere where you can have tequila. In those stadiums, you know, they that big kerfluffle, kerfluffle, fluffle. Some of these, uh, I think, three thousand dollars seats I saw during the games, the uh, soccer games in uh, Qatar, Qatar. Um, Tattinger champagne on the menu, Chevis Regal, twelve-year-old whiskey, Martel VSOP brandy, and uh, Jose Cuervo. There it is, eighteen hundred tequila, huh? That's pretty slick. 300 grand a seat. Now, you can buy your way into VIP or you can just be someone, you know, in the show. There's two different things. Yeah, you buy yourself into VIP and you know, spend big money. Spend three, four grand and you usually get nice VIP. Not stage access even probably, but you will get uh, really good access. Probably get to meet the celebrity that you're there to see. Have a little about uh, meat, a little greed and meat. 
and get your record signed or whatever. And, and yeah, I mean, that's how it works. It's the Eggman Radio Addiction Program, Rambling Wednesday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, listen to the commercials, pay attention to them, buy something, don't be a cheap kid. Okay, come on. Oh, the Indian takeaway. Overordering is never a mistake. You've got to have prawn puri and a taco dal and a garlic naan. But what if I go hungry? Mm, better get a Rogan Josh in as well. The delivery arrives. It's £93.48, love. You stare in awe at the creaking stack of metal tins. Looks like curry for breakfast again. Magic! You crack open a bottle of ice-cold Cobra with a smile. <laughs> cobra, brewed with less fizz to go perfectly with curry. Love curry, love Cobra. I don't know who you think you are, but before the night is through, I'm going to do bad things to you. See, I fucked it up. How can I forget that? But all the time, like, you know, I do the same thing when I'm writing out the show, you know, it's like I transpose words and uh, just flat out forget stuff and have to go look for it and you know, think about the word and a better word or whatever. You don't want to hear all this crap, right? All right, uh, last and final quick segment here, the uh, the stupid uh, segment. Hunter Biden obsessed with his penis size. Apparently, Hunter Biden has a nine-inch penis. I just discovered this today. And, you know, so I get this story coming across about Hunter Biden loved to be reassured that his nine-inch very big penis was actually big. In other words, you like girls or women to tell them, your dick is big, okay? Your dick is big. Oh, it's so big. Like every porn movie. <laughs> as soon as it comes out. Oh, it's so big. So, uh, yeah, Hunter uh, needed assurance for that. And there's a whole story on that. But to me, the story is this. This guy has basically a sex tape out there off this laptop. And I have yet to see an actual non-blurred-out shot of the man's manhood, his penis. It's, it's not there. I looked on online. If anybody has a Hunter Biden penis pic, yeah, send me a dick pic. <laughs> oh, my God. Honey, I'm looking at dick pics. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's obsessed with that. But uh, So I got obsessed. So if anybody has a picture out there of the guy's dick, I mean, I, I'd be curious. I mean, nine inches is a, is a formidable sword fighter. You know what I'm saying? That's a formidable uh, shower partner. You know, at the gym. <laughs> hey, big guy. <laughs> I am so bad. Well, I think we're getting close to the end of the show. Thank freaking God. Jesus Christ. It's only not even a 30-minute show. I struggled today, man, to get this out, but I really don't have much notes. I didn't do any research. And it's just good for the chops, man, to come in here and do live radio. Thanks for listening uh, for all you that struggled through it, man. Remember, you spend most of your time inside your own head. Make sure it's a nice place to be. Eggman.
over and out. That wraps up another Eggman Radio Addiction. See ya.